Welcome to Rocco Radio. I'm Jason Bryan, and you're listening to Well Connected. Rocco Radio is bringing you the fresh news and insights about telecoms roaming and interconnect as we do in our reports. Well Connected is a monthly podcast show about some of our industry's most interesting characters and their history in telecoms. During the course of my career, I've met, I'm sure you have too, a lot of interesting people. And you know, they always say that if you start your career in roaming and interconnect, then you never really leave. A good friend of mine mused on this fact and said that so many people in the roaming and interconnect field, well, they change company and maybe they change position too, but they never leave this industry. He used to quote the song Hotel California to me. You can check out, but you can never leave. One person I've always respected and known in the industry for as long as I can remember is Sybil Gazosju. This is a person who has moved company to company and country to country. She's one of those people who's really shaped our industry as it is today because Sybil, after having worked in roaming teams around the world, began to write the very first roaming handbook for the GSMA, explaining and teaching to new people in the industry how this important factor in international communications called roaming really works. It was therefore a real honour to chat with Sybil recently in Marrakesh, where she agreed to do an interview with us, sharing some insights from her amazing career in roaming. We hope you enjoy learning from and listening to Sybil Gazazju. My human resources director told me, OK, I understand that this is not enough job for you, so I give you the permission to choose which department you want to work in Turkcell. And of course, what did I choose? <laughs> International roaming. So that's how I started with international roaming. It was in 1998, I think. Sybil, you've been in telecoms for many a year now. A little bit over 20 years. How did you get into telecoms? What was the moment when, in terms of your life's direction, right? I mean, I studied something completely different to to telecoms. What's your story? I also studied something completely different. Uh, first I was studying engineering and then I switched to tourism and hospitality management. The main idea was to have a fun job and, and learn more other languages. But then I did do a little bit of tourism. I did a tourist guide and uh, also worked in hotels and restaurant of hotels. Very interesting job. But then it was a little bit difficult. Then I started working for Turkcell in Turkey. But how did that happen? How did you go from working in a restaurant or hotel to working in Turkcell? Well, because I moved to, to Istanbul. At that time, I was living in Cyprus, northern Cyprus, northern part of the island. Which is, of course, officially <laughs> Turkish territory, Turkish right? Territory. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And uh, from there, I wanted to go to find other opportunities, other jobs, other parts of like businesses. And then I decided to go to Istanbul because most of my friends from university were there. And one of them was working for Turkcell as an engineer in the engineering department. He's like, oh, why don't you come in, apply for this position? There was a position for customer care, basically. So I'm like, man, that's inter- interesting. I never thought of telecoms. And my interview was actually very interesting. I became really good friends after our interview in HR. 
the HR guy, the HR manager. It was really uh, funny. First, I thought he was like really messing with me because he asked so many questions about my English level, about my German. At the time, I was speaking German. And, but it was nothing related to customer care. And he's like, are you a patient person? I'm like, not exactly. But not, nobody is going to call you for customer care with a, you know, Hi, how are you, how's your day today? They're all going to be complaining about something. Can you handle it? I said, I think I can. But then I was a very short time in Istanbul and I had to go back to Cyprus. And then they're like, okay, so we're going to give you a call. I turned to them and I said, ah, you know what? You have to call me in, in two days. Otherwise, don't even call me because I'm going back. When was this? What, what, what this year were you talking about? 1996. Okay. So actually, it's around the time I started in telecoms too. Yeah. So, so how was it, the first job? Customer care was really amazing. It, lots of you learn a lot of things in customer care, technical, or the, the, the details, uh, network, and uh, all the services and products, all the different types of phones. Which the phones were like totally different than the phones now. <laughs> They're the old generation phones yeah. with all technologies in it. Really inter interesting experience because Turkcell at the time started 24/7 customer service, and I'm uh, with a couple of other friends. One of the first who worked after 12 till 7 in the morning. That was also a very interesting experience. So, so this was for subscribers of Turkcell who presumably had problems with the network in yeah, the middle in of the, middle the night. The night. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it worked very well. But it, we had like really interesting stories there. Then I moved to Human Resources and Administration Department because I complained that during our interview, they asked me a lot about my uh, language qualifications, English and German, and I told them, well, I'm working customer care. You ask me so many questions and everything, and now you, I don't use it at all, so I'm going to lose it, so you need to find me another position. <laughs> this is not helping me. So they moved me to human resources, administration for a bit, and I worked as a personal assistant of the human resources director for a while. But then that time I was doing a little bit of translation between the technical teams, which they were coming from Finland, Sweden, that, that time. And the director of technical department was also Finnish. So he needed help to communicate with the other team members. They are Turkish who doesn't have uh, much of English qualifications. Therefore, I started working there. But then I have seen the international roaming department. That time, everyone from that department was traveling all around the world to sign contracts. Oh, I was like... You were traveling around the world to sign yeah. roaming agreements? Yeah, I was like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> and I, I try to spend more time to understand what they're doing. And they literally went every country of the operator. Of course, sometimes they go two, two three times to one country because there's two, two, three different operators. They literally go there and sign contracts. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> After so, so you always wanted to travel and, and this was an option for you to do so. That comes from very interestingly. When I was little, very little, <laughs> still little, but when I was little, I always wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> So I thought international roaming, astronaut, not the space, but why not travel well, the world? No, no inter, interstellar roaming yet. I know. But. <laughs> yet. It may be coming yeah. soon. After human resources, uh, my human resources director told me, okay, I understand that this is not enough job for you, so I give you the permission to choose which department you want to work in Tuxel. Wow. That was really amazing. And of course, what did I choose? <laughs> international roaming. So that's how I started with international roaming. It was in 
eight, I think. And so, how long did you stay? How long did you stay with Turkcell then before you got itchy feet and before you? I mean, actually, another question would be: When did you first come to your first uh, industry meeting? Oh, that was in 2000. Uh, it was the plenary, GSM plenary 2000. Uh, it was in Seattle. Okay, and you were still working for Turkcell no. then. Okay. <laughs> So how long in Turkcell? When did you move on? So I, um, after about after I have learned uh, a lot of things that I would learn, that time we were work, working with another colleague of mine, which is a dear friend now, and then we worked together. And then afterwards, I, I said, okay, so we need to travel because this is international roaming. We cannot just do it while we're sitting here. We need to go and you know, travel and see other companies, other countries do this business, understand this business better, you know. You need to experience roaming, exactly. right? So. You have to roam to know. Yeah. So in that matter, um, I was thinking to go other countries like Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, or like nearby countries because there were a lot of op openings at the time. I also applied a lot of European operations, but that time it was not probably the right time for them. And then there was an opening of Telecom Italia in Turkey. They started a new operation, a company that they, they bought, and it started in 2000. It was a very nice experience because Tim is a really big, now it's Telecom Sparkle, but it's a really big company and they really value the GSM Association and all the, the meetings that they're, they, they see the value of attending those meetings and learnings out of that and working on every single working group. They have so many delegates that they're doing a lot of job. So they encouraged me to attend all the meetings. That first meeting was my in also meeting with the you know team of Telecom Italia there. So that's how it started. <laughs> and what was the name of the network in Turkey? So it was, so was it Tim was, Tim Turkey? Well, it, it, at first it was Ishtim because it was the big bank, the oldest bank in Turkey, Ishbank, and Telecom Italia consortium basically okay. cooperation and and then uh, they come up with aria because aria is air in okay. italian so it was you know that's the air it's the good yeah. vibes and everything and then uh, i set up the whole roaming department um, helped also technical teams network and it and and finance how to cooperate with roaming department and what we need to do all the things that i have experienced previously and i have done a little bit of a workflow for myself so help them as well. So I was also following all the national roaming discussions. We worked till 1 a.m. in the morning. We worked so hard. And that time, everybody was smoking in the office. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't smoking at the time. But then um, it was a really fun experience. A lot of uh, Italian colleagues were there, shared their experience with us. In 2002, we merged with ICEL because after us, Turkey granted another license, 3G license, and ICEL is the took Telecom's international operation. And then they decided to merge because they had the better coverage in Turkey as a fixed network, and we had the, the knowledge and everything. So we merged, and I stayed till 2004. They become a and now they're now again Turk Telecom because uh, Italy doesn't have any shares anymore. Okay. They have. Less Italian people, I assume. <laughs> More Turkish people working now. But uh, around about this time, you were also, I mean, you were working in GSMA meetings and you were, you created the BA40, right? Yes, I came up with the idea. I think it was my second or third meeting, attending uh, barge meetings. And it was in Rome, Italy. And that time we were doing the GPRS agreements. We had networking room, one small networking room, and we had so many people. And then that time, I think I made, on the first 
Second day, in two days, I signed 40 GPRS agreements. Julia was very impressed. <laughs> Everybody, I was very impressed too. And, uh, and also, as a third operator in, uh, in a country like Turkey, and the first two was so big, it was very difficult to uh, get the attention of the other countries because they don't see the value of opening a third operation. How, how did you do it? What was your secret? <laughs> Communication. <laughs> Getting on the telephone with them and just <laughs> contacting business them. business cards yeah. to everyone. Yeah, okay. Well, attending meetings helps so much because on emails and, and, and telephones, you can reach some people and they give you, they, they don't reject you. They nicely delay you for six months or whatever. Some of them, they actually did say, no, we are not going to do it. Right. I had... Um, the first month, I had 50 operators. They didn't want to do it. Right. After the second barge meeting, I had all them, all of them signed with us. Fantastic. It was really good. I really overreached my targets uh, on the first three years, um, two years, sorry, and then and then we merged. Um, during that time, yes, I was attending roaming information group at the time, Ring, <laughs> and uh, that was a really interesting experience. After that, I had this uh, workflow that I was using for myself. I organized my things, all the, you know, who does what and which document need to be used. So I approached Julia, I said, uh, I looked InfoCenter, I haven't seen any detailed information. We have so many documentation, but we don't have the workflow. We don't have like how the, the work should move on. Like you send first the information, then documents, and then this and that. So. Uh, and she's like, okay, so if you have something like that, you just go and work with Ring. So, so there was no process for how to deliver roaming no. for new operators? For no. Them. Yeah, so I use my own processes to, uh, to help others to do their own. And then it, it became a really very useful document because I have met over the years some people that they have actually learned how to do roaming, what to use, what to do through that BA40 document, no, which was like... It's a core document. I mean, I it's still very much in use today. I mean, for any operator who wants to, to start, I mean, that's where they would, would yeah. look, right? Yeah, it is true. Like, for example, if you're a roaming manager, that you are, you know, you have to be responsible from your roaming team, that you have no idea what you are supposed to do, you have yeah. everything in place. You know now it's even better because now BA40 becomes so, um, so such a big document. You have yeah. everything, all the, the new services, all the documentations. And after Avea, you again moved, right? Yeah. I mean, you moved internationally, didn't you? Yes, I did a big move, actually. And I decided one of the meetings uh, of the GSM Association meetings, barge meetings that we have, I've moved to Oman. It's called Sultanate of Oman. It's in the Arabic Peninsula. Beautiful country. It was a startup again, <laughs> but this time even more from scratch. <laughs> there was not even one base station. Wow, so you really started the whole roaming... I was one of the roaming, people yeah. in the office. They're and all from all around the world. And you, so you started the roaming function for this new operator? Yes, uh, like starting from the, the basic, basic billing systems. We even write what should come out from the billing systems. I wrote the job descriptions for the IT and TADIC engineers for, for the IT director and then you know, network directors because they had no idea. I helped them to apply for the ITU uh, specifications. I helped them to, to apply for GSM association, documentation, everything that right. you can think of, every little detail. We sit and work with the billing system people to create the whole billing cycle for roaming. <laughs> so you don't get lost. You find your way. <laughs> so after you'd used all your knowledge in Oman, what next? What was gonna 
interest you? What was going to challenge you? Because, I mean, it must have been a big challenge to put a whole roaming team together. Yeah, it was very challenging. It was really nice to work so many different nationalities under one roof. We had probably 60 different nationalities, 20 different religion. Mm. So interesting experience. And also, for, as a Turkish person living in a, in a Muslim country, more Muslim than your own country, and all the, you know, the culture is different. Yeah. The language is different. Although in Oman, a lot of people, they speak English. And of course, it was, uh, it was really interesting because we worked with Danish people, we worked with Qatari people, we worked with Omanis. It was there were so many good and bad, bad experiences, but it's so long now. <laughs> <laughs> so after Oman, what was next then? What, what, where did you go next? So I, after Oman, I had like a little bit of a gap of six months. During that time, I spent my time with my family in Cyprus. Cyprus is a beautiful island, so it's amazing. There I was like, I was trying to, to look for other p possibilities in the world. I was searching other jobs. In between countries, if you have a gap of six months, it, sometimes you get like, okay, so should I be able to find another job? You get stressed. And, but then you have friends in the, <laughs> in the community. You, have, you become family after attending so many meetings, spending so much time together. So everybody helps each other, and sometimes help comes from places that you don't expect. So after Oman, I went to Cyprus and then back to Turkey. Stay, I was staying with my sister, and I attended um, a party, a New Year's party, and I broke my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you this because it's... Was <laughs> alcohol involved in any... <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> so um, the thing is... I was in a New Year's Eve party, everything was fine, we were changing locations, I was standing and then doormat, my, my heel got stuck in the doormat while I was standing and I, my ankle got broken. Two months of painful <laughs> stuff, painful times, but then after two months I have been approached by a, a friend from university who got a project in Albania. He said, oh, uh, we have a really good project. We, I think the, the company needs some help on roaming issues. Do you mind? So I said, okay, I just got uh, my crutches off. So probably if the doctor allows me, I can, but my sister has to come because I cannot do anything by myself yet. Yeah, so, and then uh, they hired me for six months. The first two months, my sister was with me. And I literally went to the office on crutches. <laughs> And they're like, uh, what are you doing here? Uh. <laughs> I'm like, I came here to help you. <laughs> <laughs> that was really amazing six months there. Okay. During that time, I got an offer from a, a company in Silicon Valley for to help them to understand the, the pricing of voice and, uh, and data pricing of roaming. They want to do some project. They invited me over to Silicon Valley and they wanted to offer me a job. I was, I was very impressed with the place, but it, somehow at the end uh, they couldn't get their financials correct, so I didn't continue with them. Then I started working with iMobix. iMobix, I worked with uh, Gwendolina Rossi. Of course. And Jeff Hunter. And Jeff, yeah. Yes, and Ian. In Marwood. Right? In Marwood, yes. Yeah. And that time I had done a couple of trainings in ter for, for roaming for startup companies or the companies that they have done changed so many roaming managers that everything was flowing everywhere. So I did um, M3 Bermuda. I did a help of M3 Bermuda and then I also trained a guy there. And then also I have done an, um, 
a training in the U.S. Virgin Islands. There were so interesting com countries that I have been. I stayed there like two weeks or so each. It was very interesting. It was very valuable. Then um, while working with, uh, with iMobix, a friend of mine, Jason, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Bryan, called me. Oh, during that time. Actually, it was in 2008 that VRS starting. 2009. The 2000, no, 2008 when I was in Albania. Ah, okay. I have seen that Vodafone is trying to, you know, centralize their roaming uh, work. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. They're, they're going to be like collecting all the roaming gurus all around the world. So it's going to be an amazing project. So, yeah, so you called me and I was like, that's very interesting. Of course, I will come to Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big gap because of the um, work and resident permits was, took a little bit of time. So I did a freelance, a little bit of Luxembourg, a little bit of Cyprus, and then I moved to Luxembourg. It was an amazing experience again, both company-wise, country-wise, all, all our colleagues, but then you left. <laughs> No, it was uh, Butterfly Roaming Services. was an amazing. I mean, is an amazing company. Is an amazing project that we did. There it was an amazing because it project. was try to bring the open connectivity roaming hub model to yeah. to to the market. Actually, yeah, yeah, it was really amazing. I really enjoyed the time. <laughs> But you also didn't stay in Vodafone for very long because then you had other projects, right? I actually wanted to stay in Europe. We did, I mean, I did do, uh, do a little bit of work to stay in Europe, but then I approached other operations, other group operations and so on, but it didn't work out. I always think that there is always a reason behind that, that something doesn't happen. And then that time, another friend of mine who uh, I hired for... Um, for Oman operation back in 2004, called me and said, there's open position in Belgacom International Carrier Services. I'm like, okay, good, I'm going to stay in Europe then, because Belgium is yeah. very close to Luxembourg. I was very happy, but then, no, they wanted to hire me for Dubai office. Right. <laughs> so I just, I said, okay, fine, because, uh, because of the regional experience, they prefer to have me there. So how was Dubai at that oh. time? <laughs> Every country has its own beauty. <laughs> I love Dubai. There is another thing. Whenever I said, when I was living in Oman, I was thinking, okay, I, I can live in this region. So I look for uh, operators in Qatar. I look for operators elsewhere. But I have never looked operators in Dubai or UAE in general. Because I said, it's so artificial. I would never live in Dubai at all. I had to live in Dubai for three years. It was a great experience. I have learned so much. I was doing um, uh, LT, IPX, GRX, SMS, P2P, A2P, all the contracts, signaling contracts, a lot of business cases, um, RFPs and everything. So it was really interesting learning curve because I was not so technical, but then I still need to know the products and I need to do yeah. the, the detailed work. Yeah, obviously big products and services are very wide, aren't they? Oh, yeah. So yeah. This, is the, like, this is just like mobile data services that I was in, involved and that I was responsible of for the regional operators, which went well. Then in Dubai, I set up my own telecom consultancy company on the third year. It was also very interesting. And then I got a help from a friend, Jesper, he used to work for Dunnet. He lives in Dubai and then he helped me a lot with the idea. I was thinking, okay, should I work in an operator? Should I work in a service provider? I was in between and he goes like, 
why don't you open your own telecom consultancy? And I always wanted to work on the kitchen of roaming. I prefer to work in the kitchen. It's because it's more dynamic, and then you get to teach, you get to pass all your knowledge, and you get to create things new, everything you know from scratch. So I'm like, yeah, this is a good idea. So I set up my own company. I was working for Beepsend for a while and tried to help them with Beepsend my... Beepsend is now Twilio, Twilio. the HTTP SMS <laughs> yes, yes. company. Really amazing company. I really enjoyed the work we have done. In the meantime, I had friends from Turkcell, which we always wanted to work together, but we never find a, an opportunity or a project to work together with. And they approached me and they're like, okay, look, there is a, a project that we're thinking. What do you think? Do you think it would work? And uh, they explained me the idea, and I was like, yes, it would work. Why didn't we think of it before? Right. So then we uh, move. well, we decided that we work on this project, and when we start investing to that project, all together, family, friends, ourselves. We st I was there still in Dubai at the time. And then we decided that it's better to have everybody in one place, and the company was uh, based in New York, so we all moved to New York. Which is where you are now. Yes, travel in data Trowell. services, yeah. exactly. So tell us a little bit about what Trowell do and what we do it's a very actually very, very simple user experience, very simple product targeting inbound silent data roamers. Where for example I am right now, even though I'm using a really big operator in US at the moment, I'm a customer of them, but I cannot roam at the moment. So if I would have my product in Morocco right now, it would have been amazing. <laughs> Because outside of hotel, I don't have any connection, no data, no nothing. So this, this targets customers like myself. When you go out of your country and then you switch off your data, you're pretty much <laughs> out of the whole social network and social life. <laughs> we provide service that customers can buy local data from the countries that they're traveling, working together with the local network. And then they use the same product, the same data package that they're using for their local customers. But then at the same time, the customer would not lose their number, would still be using voice and SMS from their home network. It's just the data that they use from the local uh, provider, which is very simple because you don't have to install anything. You don't have to change any APN settings. You don't have to do anything. You just go and buy and enjoy the data and stay with your social network. So um, another creative project, another, wow. Another visit to the U.S., working again in the Americas, another challenge. This is... Yeah. And it's another country that I never wanted to work and live in. <laughs> so, after all of this experience, somebody who's starting in telecoms today, what advice would you give them about their future career in telecoms? That's a very nice question. <laughs> um, the advice I would give is they should be open to anything. And they should not think that, okay, I'm working for X company now and I'm so in, involved with this company and I cannot do anything else outside this company. They should look around, they should look for opportunities, they should do as much as they can in their abilities. And they should travel as much and they should get all the information and connection values from these kind of meetings. Because this is a school, this is a GSM family. Everybody share their experiences here. They have to look around, they have to talk with people. They shouldn't be shy at all. Right. Just open mind, open heart, smile and continue. Go with the flow. <laughs> and the next steps for you? 
any future plans that you have? Any innovations you'd like to see in the market? Something? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there are some things that I am thinking of that you know probably technically not possible, but there's nothing to do with telecoms. It's Apple products that uh, I was thinking. Okay. But uh, no, we have a couple of other projects that we are thinking of while we are doing the, this project. There are a couple of uh, very interesting, innovative ideas that we have. Probably we will. Um, we will work on those and I would like to look more into investment companies or like new product in you know mm. all these nice uh, groups that, that you find not the angel list and everything but there are groups that those people are so creative and they're traveling the world and they're sharing their ideas with other people so yeah we are planning on uh, creating more new stuff it's probably more more AIs and IOTs. And and from this conference, I mean, or what's happening, let's say in 2017, what do you think is the big buzz going on? Oh, it seems it's Walti. <laughs> yeah, home routing and Walti. I, I entered one of the meetings and it was very interesting. Walti roaming especially. It's going really very quick. But then I still have the concern that what happens to the other operators that are not as big or not following those big meetings like, like we do? Because they are still using very, very, very old uh, services, like 2G. They're, some countries, they don't even allow 3G. Yeah, uh, partly the reason why Rocco decided to do these kind of podcasts because there's so much expertise like yours and so many important topics going on and, you know, not all 800 operators in the world can, can come along to these meetings, so it's, it's important to share some data. Exactly. Like, now we are talking about Volti, Volti roaming, 5G. Actually, I have this meeting, and particularly this one, I have attended signaling training from Seriuses. I think that was amazing. Because, okay, we have done a lot of signaling in the past, and signaling is not that important anymore because there's LTE, IPX, and so many new diameters and everything else but then it's really really amazing to refresh your memories and learn a little bit more about the technical stuff as like a you know non non-technical person so yeah it was really interesting volti volti roaming signaling training i think there should be more of educational um, presentations or educational sessions like trainings in here because i think the most important thing is like we should train each other to you know to go further fast no further faster a great <laughs> a great message to finish on well Sybil thank you so much thank you, for Jason. this conversation it's a real pleasure to get to know you a little bit better and I wish you best of luck with your future career thank you thank you very much Jason In our next episode of Well Connected, we will meet another interesting industry celebrity. He was born in Rio de Janeiro, but seems to have found his true home in Jamaica. Can you guess who it is? More podcasts like this coming very soon. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan, and you've been listening to Well Connected from Rocco Radio.